Awesome. How cool was the worship this morning? Um, oh, thank you. Look at the size of this thing, eh? This is what I'm talking about. Cool, so um, just a little bit on the agenda for what we're doing um, today, and I left my phone somewhere. Um, so, yeah, sorry, man, the worship was so good. I, I was um, had to squeeze a tear back in my eye. Um, so well done, well done, guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, it takes a lot of courage and boldness to stand up the front and sing your heart out or play an instrument or do all that. So really proud of you guys for, for taking on the challenge and, and leading us into worship. It, uh, it is very special. Um, and I think what, what I really like um, about that is in Matthew 19 verse 4 it says, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And Jesus made a, a very specific point to remind us and challenge us to have a childlike faith. Um, you know, and this morning at prayer meeting, you know, we're, some of the, the prayer that we were praying was sort of being all in, that, that excitement that we have. You know, when we first came to know God, when we first heard about Jesus or we were first on that journey, there's a mystery behind it. There's a, an excitement. There's, you know, who am I? Who is God? You know, what is my place? Um, big ambitions to, to do great things in our life and, and sometimes when life goes on and and the troubles of life come and and the blessings you know we can you can get a little bit stagnant sometimes and so you know when the youth are there to revive you know that childlike faith in us and to remind us uh you know of what of what the, the importance behind what Jesus was saying with you know stirring stirring that childlike faith within us um to to be excited and to to have faith and to to believe the impossible, um, and so uh, yeah, guys, really proud of you for for getting up there. So um, in terms of the agenda today, so what we're going to do is I'm going to invite a couple of the boys up, um, and I've got a couple of questions that I'll ask them, um, and then um, uh, we'll invite Rachel up as well. She's going to speak to us. So really excited about that. Um, and then but but before we do that, I'll get Sam to come up too, and we're just going to talk a little bit into sort of what what we're doing with the youth and sort of our passion and our heart behind it. Um, after that, um, then I've got a little bit of a message to, to speak into. Um, and then right at the end, we will uh, actually have a bit of a prayer session. Uh, so we're going to invite the youth up, uh, all of them, and then we might get Matt to maybe jump on the guitar um, and do his thing. Um, and then we're just going to pray and we'll probably invite maybe two people um, you, you guys are welcome to come up, lay hands on them. Um, we'll probably invite two people to actually pray over the youth. Uh, and then we might invite one person to pray over the, the leaders because God knows we need it. Um, so um, we'll, we'll do that and that will conclude um, our session today for morning tea. So um, very cool. So just um, a little bit about sort of what Sam and I are doing. Um, so, you know, for us, we, the, the Amped Age, um, and obviously speak on behalf of Tammy and Grace and the team, but the amped age is sort of that 
awkward age. It's it's this sort of coming out of being a child um, and too young to sort of be playing games at the time, um, needing to get into that sort of coming into the Word of God and, and sort of finding who they are in Christ for themselves. But a little bit, you know, um, too young to sort of be, uh, um, you know, sitting in church and, and listening to messages, you know, still need a bit, still need to get the blood flowing, you know, get it, get get out there, get a bit rough of the games, and and um, so you know, for us, it's a really special opportunity uh, to speak into their lives. Um, this is like the founding time for them as they come into adolescence, as they come into uh, deciding who they want to be, um, stepping out of the parents' faith and stepping into their own. Uh, and so Sam and I want to be people that help facilitate that. And we're just one part. Uh, uh, the parents obviously play a huge part, and the church plays a huge part. But you know, Sam and I play a part that we want to that we hold on very uh, carefully, and um, just want to, you know, invest into these guys so that when they become adolescents, when they become teenagers, and and we know what that's like, you know, the world of fun of being a teenager, that they have a, found, a firm foundation that they're standing on, um, that they have scriptures and and an understanding of God that they can lean back on. Um, and so that's a little bit about sort of what we're doing. And, and some of it is coming, you know, coming back to the basics. You know, why do we pray? Why do we come to church? Why do we worship? Uh, why, do we, why do we be kind? Why do we be courageous? And so speaking into those things um, is sort of what we've been about. Um, and we've had some awesome, awesome stories from the kids themselves, some awesome dialogue. Uh, the kids asking questions, um, faith questions, uh, questions about, you know, is God really real? Just, just things like that, which allow us to be able to speak into that, um, speak into those vulnerabilities, um, and it takes a lot of courage to do that. So, um, really passionate about what we're doing. Really excited um, about your youth. I mean, and all of you parents here that whose youth come to uh, to Ampt and to um, Tribe um, into the crash. You guys have amazing, amazing kids. Um, and it's a real privilege and honour to be able to serve them um, in this time. So, Yeah, just um, I thought I'd speak into a little bit of, about my why and why, why I do this. Um, kind of fell into it a little while ago now. I think it's been a couple of years, which is pretty crazy for me looking back at this. Um, and when I first started kind of with the youth, it was probably about four people. Not, it, was, it was very small and... But it was awesome, and it's just been so cool for me over the last couple of years. As kind of, as I guess, with the life of the church, it kind of ebbs and flows. And at the moment, we're on, we're kind of going, we're trending this way, especially with our youth. Um, so, like on Friday nights now, we're getting fifteen to twenty, um, mostly young young boys, as you can see at the front here, <laughs> a lot of lads, which is so cool. But um, yeah, for me, I kind of look back to my youth group days. I had really cool youth leaders and stuff like that, and it's just kind of. The environment that was that was created there, and that's something we're we're trying to do as well. So I'm still really good friends with a lot of those guys from from youth group, and um, we still hang out and and talk together and and do things like that, which is kind of my really heart for these guys is um, not only in just the Friday night youth groups or whatever, but it's when they're outside of that when they're in school and stuff because. Yeah, when you when you get into your teenage years, it's not all not all fluffy ducks and rainbows. You're gonna have um, trials and tribulations, I guess, and you're going to have to make decisions that um, that do as part of your life. And for me, looking back, having those those friends and those those guys from youth group that I could I could talk to about things about struggles and stuff is was so cool for me. And that's something that's still really on my heart for 
for our youth group is to be able to to create an environment where these these boys not only can um, talk to us but but talk to each other and and grow in their faith together and and just create friendships that that last a lifetime. So that's kind of yeah a little bit about my why and what, what we want to continue to do. Thanks, Sam. Cool. Okay. Well, what we're going to do. Um, I've got Eli and Johnny coming up to speak with us. I'm sure their hearts are pounding fast, but uh, let's invite them up. Awesome. So um, what we've done um, is I asked, I asked the boys if they wanted to speak, and they promptly were like... And so I said, oh, if I ask you questions, would you, would you come up? And they're like, okay, that's better. So, <laughs> so that's, that's good. Um, so what I'm going to do, I've got, I've got basically a few questions that I'm going to ask them, and, um, uh, and I'll hand the mic over, and they'll both speak into the, uh, to their answers. Um, and a little bit of it is, is about sort of the why, and I guess the, giving an opportunity for them to share with us. Um, uh, so the first question, boys, um, is... What do you like about youth, and what are some of the highlights so far? Uh, I would say for me, it would be going to like camps and just hanging out with people my age that love God, and yeah, just yeah, hanging out with people that yeah love God. Um. Mine would probably be hanging out with all my friends just at youth group and Easter camp with all those activities. It was pretty fun. Nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty special. I mean, it's, you know, when, I mean, coming to church, you know, we come here and we're hanging out with people that are hanging out with God, you know. Um, and so for us adults, it's a challenge, you know, it's the challenges you know, the excitement to coming to church and to, to hang out and minister to one another and uh, who are also, you know, on a life journey trying to figure this thing out and uh, trying to understand their place. So, very cool. Uh, what is a cool God story uh, you have in your life or how have you experienced God in your life? I haven't really had a life-changing experience with God, but I... I am really excited for when I have a life-changing experience, but I have had a few experiences with God, and they are just amazing. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm the same. I haven't really experienced them too hard, but um, like sometimes when you're just out doing something you like, like surfing or just out playing sports, kind of feeling. Awesome plenty of opportunities in your life for God to do, to do some pretty cool stuff, guys. So um, watch this space. Um, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Uh, my favorite Bible verse is Joshua 1 verse 9. And it is, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And yeah, I really like that verse because it really just, helps me remember that he is with me through whatever I'm going through, wherever I go. Yeah. Uh, mine's the same. <laughs> and um, Pretty much just helps me do stuff that I wouldn't usually do, push the boundaries a bit. 
Well, you're, you're exemplifying that right now by being up here. Um, so, well done, guys. And it's a bit of a hit verse. I think uh, that's Sam's over verse as well. So, there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, what is important to you that helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus, and why is it important? Um, I would say it's just, like, mm, he's like, like a superhero and he can do whatever you need and it's just yeah really mm. uh i like having a whole bunch of mates that believe the same thing and do the same thing as everybody else i guess nice it's important for all of us to um find those important factors those those whys behind you know, what we do and, and our relationship with God, especially when, you know, the trials do come and we go through hard things. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then last one. Um, so coming back to the, the scripture where it talks about let the, little, let, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Uh, so it's obviously normal for the adults to give the young people encouragement um, and, and advice, but we're sort of flipping on the head a little bit here. And um, so my question is, if you could give any encouragement to us adults, what would it be? Uh, I don't really know, but um, just don't be afraid that, like, that, like, with all the, like, devices and stuff and like the internet it can like most parents could find it scary but just don't be afraid with that because yeah it's it won't yeah everything will be fine that's yeah i don't know it sounds, it sounds like he wants a phone <laughs> um I would say just keep encouraging the younger generation to, yeah. Awesome. Hey, well done, boys. You want to give these guys a round of applause? Awesome. Thanks. You can sit there. Um, you guys spoke really well. Uh, and just know that, you know, this, when you guys speak, the Holy Spirit's speaking through you. The Holy Spirit's with you, all of you. Uh, and there is something, there is that faith uh, that is quite strong in youth. And even for youth that might not necessarily know who God is, uh, children are just phenomenal in what they believe, um, what they hear, and they, they learn and listen so much in their environment. You know, we're, we're impacted by we're impacted by three things. So one is, you know, our heritage, our, you know, biological heritage, uh, the environment that we're in, and spirituality. Uh, and those things help to dictate and shape who we are as people. Um, so our encouragement to you boys and girls um, is to keep pursuing God. Uh, 
and to keep encouraging us adults to keep pursuing God because uh, God can speak through you in powerful ways. So, well done. Awesome. Um, so just before I invite Rachel up, um, i just got a couple of scriptures. So, you know, coming talking about sort of coming back to the basics and uh, what we've what we've tried to do as leaders is really just sort of understand that foundation. So in John 14 verse 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then in Acts 4 verse 12, um, it's Peter writing, he says, Salvation is found in no one else other than Jesus Christ. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And it's trying to, you know, pulling out those scriptures that are just the basics. It's the foundation of, of, of who we are and why we believe and the salvation that we have and um, just our call uh, to pursue Jesus on a, on a daily basis. Um, my sister-in-law, um, so my niece, it was her birthday, oh, it's her birthday coming up, but my sister-in-law, they had a mummy-daughter date down in Auckland. And... Um, for some reason, so my my son, uh, my two year old son, she just came into my head, and I was just sort of pondering on it, and I was like, oh, you know how how amazing is that? In the sense that as adults, we can just live life with our with our children. You know, we tuck them into bed, we have dinner together, we drop them off at school, um, and we do we do those life things together. But it's so important for us to actually stop, m- remove the routine. And actually go, I'm going to focus on you, and I'm going to spend this time on you, and we're going to deepen our relationship. And when we, when we miss those opportunities, then we're missing out on being able to deepen that relationship. And it's the same, it's the exact same thing with God, is that we can come to church, you know, we can put our worship on, uh, we can say our prayers, um, you know, when we're driving to work or before dinner or whatever it might be, and we sort of do, to do, we do the life stuff, which is really good. Um, but it's so important to actually just stop and go, I'm going to focus in on you, Jesus. I'm going to spend this time and I'm going to deepen my relationship with you. And so our encar- my encouragement to all of us um, and for the youth is that we remember that. Remember those moments where we just put aside the routine, put aside the normal, and just really focus in on who Jesus is to deepen that relationship. So I'm going to invite um, Rachel up. Um, she's going to blow us away with a... Awesome message. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Rachel, Rich McGuire, for those of you who don't know me. Um, And my parents are Cherry and Shane. Um, And I like to walk when I talk. So I'm actually going to move these chairs back. And um, people at the front, watch your toes. Um, so this morning I'm just going to speak a little bit about my why. Um, so what keeps me going, what keeps me loving God, loving life, um, loving others. Um, and also some of the things that the Lord has really taught me over the past year. Um, so some things that personally keep me going in this journey of loving God um, and loving others is being able to find my worth and purpose in the Lord. The reality is human beings are not perfect and the world is constantly changing but I can put my worth and trust in the Lord because he's consistent. 
I know he's always there for me and I can trust in him and rely on him when other people let me down. You can rely on your own perspective, but it's not always right. But knowing there's someone greater than me who I can trust is in control and will meet all my needs brings a great freedom and joy in my life that the world can't give me. People can't give you unconditional love. The world can't offer you untouchable, unexplainable peace. But when things in life are crumbling, I know that I can be grounded in the Lord. Philippians 4.19 says, And the Lord will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Going to God, I find I can gather more clarity out of confusion. I can find grace for others out of anger, freedom out of tension, and peace out of chaos. When my main focus is Jesus, I stop worrying about what other people think. His, life fights, his love fights me and everyone, and I can trust him with those in my life. But recalling moments where I haven't been grounded in the Lord compared to moments where I've chosen to turn to Jesus and trust in him, I can see the difference in joy I find in life. I found living a life planted in the Lord, or not planted in him, to be a contrast between living a life where my happiness and worth is dependent on circumstantial things around me, or a life where my circumstances aren't exactly promised to be any easier, but I choose to live a life with a heart set on fire and a life filled with joy because of the Lord. Defining the difference for me of happiness being dependent on the world and my joy being unchanging due to the Lord being its source has really helped me with loving God, life, and others. Family, friends, money, jobs, etc., they're all blessings from the Lord, but only Him alone can give us true and ultimate purpose. In lockdown last year, it truly dawned on me on how stable the things of this world are and how important it is to plant my roots and foundations in the Lord. Even without being able to see my friends, all I needed was Jesus. Even without being able to go to school, all I needed was Jesus. Unable to leave my area and travel, all I needed was him. Focusing on the Lord during this time allowed me to ask myself how much I depended on all the worldly things in my life and how much I depended on God. And it really taught me that all I need is the Lord. Steadfast is a word that's been on my heart for years. Um, and I really believe it's something that God calls us all into to hold steadfast in our relationship with him, to hold steadfast to his word. First Chronicles 16.34 declares, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. The Lord loves us with steadfast love, and he calls us to be more like him. The definition of steadfast is to be resolutely firm and unwavering. unwavering. It means to be fiercely loyal, committed, devoted, and faithful. I would love to call my relationship with the Heavenly Father firm and unwavering, my trust and confidence and faith and hope in Him firm and unwavering. As human beings, we all experience doubts. Without doubts, we'd be doing what God told us to do without knowing or understanding why. There are always what-if questions, but God formed us and created us and designed every life purposefully, and we can't limit Him. He's big enough to deal with and hear our questions and doubts. Instead of leaving our doubts in the dark, we can take them to the Lord and ask for clarity. Having questions and struggling to understand things is all part of life and faith. Holding steadfast to him 
doesn't necessarily mean we won't have ups and downs in our journey, because we will. But it means continuously returning to his table over and over and over again, even when we don't understand, even when we drift, holding fast to his word in our confusion because of our love for him. I believe God is challenging us to continuously strive to hold steadfast to him. So many things pull us away from having a steadfast relationship with the Lord. Even his own blessings can be distracting and claim more attention in our lives than God. In Isaiah 40, 29 to 31, it says, Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. No matter what happens or how far we drift, through his love, compassion, gentleness, kindness, and goodness, we can continue blazing forward in a life for Jesus by returning to him again and again and again, despite setbacks. When we feel like we've drifted, it's not too late, and it never is, to return to the Lord and hold steadfast to him and his word. The Lord encourages us to relentlessly seek his kingdom like we have nothing to lose, because we don't. Two things I'm personally doing to work towards having a more steadfast relationship with the Lord are firstly living each day with intention for the Father. This can look like establishing firm foundations and being aware of who I am and what I'm putting first in my life daily and also immersing myself in his word and reflecting on it. And secondly, by frequently reflecting and asking myself these questions. Rachel, are you seeking him earnestly? How much of a priority is God in your life? Are you anchored in Christ? The Lord has taught me that he takes our weight, our heaviness, and our lack of purpose and direction. That we can trust him, even in the midst of messy days. When we feel stressed, we can focus on him instead of our problems. He's teaching me to hold steadfast, to hold firmly to him, and that the peace he gives us isn't affected by the mess of this world. I know for myself, I can find it difficult to remember that nothing in this world can ever separate us from God's love. But I can remind myself that he's constant, never changing, reliable, dependent, and all I need. I can trust that God is in control and will graciously love me as I learn to remain steadfast in him, finding him as my source of joy, worth, and purpose throughout the battles I face in day-to-day -day life. How cool was that? Awesome. I remember when I look back at my childhood, uh, it's, a, it's a fairly forgettable <laughs> time of my life, but um, I was adopted into a, um, into a Christian family. Uh, well, my grand the grandparents um, were Christian, and so um, they, I remember they prayed with the grandchildren every day, without fail. And there were not many places where I felt safe, but my grandparents' house was one, and where I felt just unconditionally loved. Uh, and so being introduced to this Jesus person or this environment of prayer and, and church, uh, I, you know, didn't necessarily 
feel, you know, spiritual or anything like that as a young age, but I remember that I felt loved. Uh, and and so going to youth group, you know, I don't remember a word that anyone said at youth group, um, but I remember the environment. I remember the atmosphere. I remember that I felt accepted and... Uh, and you know, there's that there's that quote. I don't know who says it, but you know that people people won't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Um, and so, my grandparents who would pray for me every every day. Uh, I when I look back at my childhood, I I felt pretty unloved by most people and bullied at school and things. And uh, but I always felt like everything was going to be okay. <laughs> um, and when I look back now, I can see it was the Holy Spirit with me. Uh, and I can see it was my grandparents who would pray for me every day. And the power behind prayer is phenomenal. Um, and it may not be, you know, when you pray for someone, it may not be the, 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 the roof may not open and Jesus may not ascend. <laughs> um, but it, it's often the, the ongoing, consistent, fervent prayer that you pray into things that God begins to change circumstances through that um and so you know here i am now um because of that and so you know when i hear the youth speak and when i hear the questions that they're asking and listening to rachel speak i mean god is doing some good stuff um and this is the next generation of believers that we have a responsibility to encourage and to grow and to speak into uh and we're going to jump into some prayer soon. I'm just, I've just got a, a scripture that I want to read. Um, uh, and then I'll sort of facilitate the, the prayer. But um, I don't know if Matt wants to get ready to rock some tunes. But um, I'm just going to read um, Matthew 5 um, through to 16. Uh, no, not the chapters, but 5 verse 1 to 16. <laughs> we'll be here a long time. <laughs> um so this is what it says. So listen, and, you know, really listen carefully to the words. And, and this is Jesus building a foundation, laying it down. This is it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, <clears throat> for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your life so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven.
So the ponder for this week is what does it mean for you to be salt and light to the earth, to shine forth the light that Jesus Christ has put in you, that they may see your good works and praise God, or they may ask questions in which you then may glorify God. I, the other day I was at work and I um, went to go get a, a coffee um, and I, I worked down in Ottawa and I decided to go to another shop that I don't normally go to and I was walking past uh, and there was a, a lady that was just sitting outside one of the shops um, begging and I remember this feeling of like, you know, just this responsibility to go talk to her. Uh, and I, I walked past um, and stood at the coffee shop, ordered a coffee. And while I was waiting for my coffee to be made, just, you know, the Holy Spirit just taps on your shoulder and sort of said, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, and, you know, in that moment, you have a choice. Do I do something about it? Or do I, do I not? Do I find another right route around back to work to avoid, you know, to avoid the situation? Uh, and it's just like, you know, if, if not now, then when? You know? If not, if not me, if not you, then, then who? Uh, and so I walked back, saw her, kneeled beside her, and I just looked at her and said, I said, oh, tell me your story. Uh, and she told me her story. Um, and she said, oh, you know, do you have any money? And I said, I don't, I don't have money, um, but, you know, I can get a hot meal for you and we can chat. And so she gave me her order. And so I got the order and uh, came back and we sat down together and, and um, talked a bit more and we prayed for her and, and um, just blessed her. And I haven't seen her back there since. Um, so I don't know what happened, um, but you know, and and whether or not anything happens, you know that that is for God to to work that. Um, but you never know what is on the other side of your obedience, uh, and we are called to to share God's love. You know, the the two greatest commandments. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And number two. Love your neighbor as yourself. And something that we pray often in our family uh, is right at the end we'll say, God, help us to feel your love in the sense of loving yourself. Help, you just, help us to feel your love and share your love in the name of Jesus. Uh, and that's the commission that I put on my, my children. That's the commission I put on the youth is to experience God's love and to share it. So... Amen. So what we're going to do um, now is we're going to have a, a session of prayer. Um, so to facilitate this with precision um, is we're going to invite all the youth up. Um, and I don't know if maybe the, if you boys just want to come up to, can you guys, you guys are right without the, yep. So if you guys want to come up to without the instruments um, and we'll, We'll get everyone here. So, um, and then if you uh, feel inspired, then we'd love for you to, to come around um, and lay hands on the youth. 
um, and then we might just get two people um, to pray for the youth, um, so first and first serve, um, and then after that, if we can get one person to pray for the leaders, and maybe if we can get the leaders, the youth leaders to come up, um, so Sam, Tammy, Grace, and whoever else um, is helping facilitate youth um, to some degree, um, and then after that, we'll say our yes and amens, and then Sam will close us off. Cool. All right, youth, do you want to come up? Um, and just we'll just huddle around here. Um, yeah. So come over, come over here. Come on the blue, little blue carpet here. Um, and adults, um, if you feel inspired, do you want to come and lay hands on these guys? Oh yeah, tribe. Yep, tribe kids. Yep. So we'll huddle in. Come around these guys. We're just going to speak truth and spirit into these young people.